You're listening to the one of us.net podcast network. One of us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio based or banner ads, but on a case by case basis, if you're interested in that contact us at one of us net at gmail.com with the amount of audio and video content we generate. It is expensive and extremely time consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage, one of us.net and sign up for a subscription at two, five, 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. If there was ever a chance to watch Hollywood be totally out of touch with the average person, just just watch most any segment when they're not talking about the winners in this this presentation cuz wow. <laughs> It's just a bunch of privileged people. I'm sorry, you know, maybe this is, I'm not trying to be political with that. I'm just saying, I always feel like I'm very disconnected with these people talking about how hard some of their things are with, especially when it talks about money. I'm just like, you make more in a month than I do in a year. Come on, man. Well, if you ever watched the show uh, with Matt LeBlanc where he's playing himself, there's a point where he loses $30 million and it actually shows how it affects his life. And I still you want to be the show. Episodes? <laughs> Yeah, episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you're I, welcome. I don't yeah. know. Like th- that, that feels like this, but without the irony to it, kind of thing. <laughs> Just like he says, he lost thirty million dollars, and he says, "I lost half my money." <laughs> that's what they're. That's what they're currently going through. Like, look from their point of view, they lost half their money so far because of Corona. Probably because of, sorry, probably because of COVID, they've lost a good amount of money. But at the same time, they have a stockpile of money. I know. I. You know, again, I don't want to just be sour grapes. I, I'm working a basic job. I don't have. I, I, well, I can't say much. But and it, it, I guess maybe for me too is that when I when they do the toss the ball over to the actual like you know relief workers and the farmers and that stuff, I'm like, yeah. Still, I don't. I don't feel like they really actually connect with these people personally. But that's just me. We're not here to talk about their politics or their money much. <laughs> but we're here to talk about the winners for the Emmys because. Well, I know a few of us are very happy over certain shows that dominated tonight. I know Rose is for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Oh, yeah. But yeah, we got Rose over there. Hello. Hey, we got Nathan over here. Better Call Saul was robbed. <laughs> yes, it, it did actually win yes. one award technically, but... <laughs> um, it was also... robbed. Yeah. We're done. Well, well, we also got Doggett. Doggett. Doggett indeed. And then we got Bradley. Hello. Hey there. So, uh, yeah, again, I don't really have much positive to actually say about the ceremony itself because, man, it's just clear that without an audience, Jimmy Kimmel just really sucks. (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't know what it is. He's been funny before, but, man, dude, what happened? Without the audience there to give sympathy laughs, it was so awkward. You try performing in front of an empty room. I mean, to be fair, yes, but still, you'd think that maybe they would be able to time their jokes better, not expect for laughs when there's no laughs to be given for their jokes kind of thing. You could he- you could hear the crew laughing sometimes. The problem is they didn't get somebody who is more equipped to answer to no audience like Jimmy Fallon, who just usually stands in front of a mirror and gives the same performance to himself as he does to people later on, because he 
in my imagination, he has a very Lewis Bloom Nightcrawler sort of like freak out in the mirror after he does his bits. And then he's like, all right, I'm ready to go. <laughs> and then you smash a mirror right before he gets back on the stage kind of thing. Yeah. 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 It's, exactly. the, it's the closest he's been to being a YouTuber. Ooh. Oh, heaven forbid. But man, I just, I don't know what it is. Like, it felt like every single time he tried to make a joke, it was awkward. It was too charged politically or totally repellent to an audience. It was not funny. Just every single time he found a new way to make a joke that seemed very forced. And thankfully, though, it wasn't just him. Because a lot of the presenters, I felt, without an audience, they were just so cringy. Like, what the frick was Randall Park doing with that alpaca? Yeah. I didn't get the joke at all. I yeah, I I got it. I got the joke, but it wasn't very funny. It was just kind of a yeah. It was one joke for one really terrible punchline. That was all that was. It was just and even Anthony Anderson just joked, "Is like, man, I got to sit backstage with a gosh dang smelly mm-hmm. alpaca there." I'm just like, <laughs> don't blame you, dude. So I didn't watch any of the show, so I agree with you guys. <laughs> I didn't yeah, watch it either, and I disagree. <laughs> well, Ooh. yeah, it was mostly me, Rose, and Brad. Uh, we just caught it live. Because actually, uh, to be fair, I've caught every single part of this ceremony. I actually watched all the YouTube Creative Arts Assembly stuff, too. Because I like watching that stuff. I like watching the actual tech people get their prizes and win. Which is Same. really nice. Yeah. So you actually watched those two, Rose? Uh, no, I haven't been watching them as they were going on live. But I was definitely uh, keeping up with each list as they were updated each day. And pretty pleased with the results. Yeah, me too, actually. And the only part I didn't like, though, again, that freaking woman from Nailed It. She was just so... Again, these people just don't know how to perform in front of a lack of audience. Nailed just... it. Yeah. yeah. It, it's kind of like when John Oliver started with his uh, first like quarantine shows where he was still used to pausing for audience laughter, you know, and he's he's gotten over that, and I guess they just didn't know how to do that themselves and yeah you, it was really awkward tonight yeah it's just it was rough so you know again I'm not, i can't talk the political stuff because i don't want to offend or judge or anything like that the, the, everyone has their platform to make the right for whatever they say and you know some people made very good points some people made very good speeches uh mark ruffalo probably tripled all their acceptance speeches in comparison but um mm-hmm. yeah it, it was it was a thing and i you know i don't know Wait, people get political in their acceptance speeches? No, that never happens. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's just a. It's just. See, a I don't tw- know what there is to be political about right now. Nothing. Not, not a Nothing single topic. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but why don't we talk about something that hopefully we can all agree without politicizing is the people who dominated the wins tonight. So, <laughs> first of all, we got to talk about the biggest one. And sorry, Rose, not the show you want to talk about just yet because yeah. once. One show did eclipse it in terms of total wins, and that was Watchmen. Yeah, yes. which I yes. am also very yes. happy about. This was a result of the deep state. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, I love that show. Oh, Watchmen's fantastic, and I'm glad about all of the wins that I see here, especially all the ones for This Extraordinary Being, which was the best episode of that show and probably television last year. It was a very good episode, and the only thing that shocked me it didn't win for director, the one thing that everyone thought it was going to win for. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, the show that won was Unorthodox, that uh, show about the Hasidic Jewish woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, I, I'm not sure how that happened. I'm just like, I guess, yeah, I, I don't know what the decision-making was on that. I, I, to be fair, I've not seen Unorthodox, so I can't judge it. But Yeah, for all you know, you'll watch it and your eyes will burst out from how amazing it is. 
Possibly. I don't know. <laughs> but that was uh, that was just surprising. But thankfully, Watchmen won 11, uh, 11 Emmys this year. So, and it dominated in, let's see, limited series, lead actress for Regina King, which, of course. Uh, Yaya Abdul-Mateen won for Best Supporting Actor, which kind of surprised me. Yeah, yeah no, I thought agree. Giovanna Depo was going to get it for that same category. Yeah, I think it's just that Yaya has got a little bit more clout because Jovan is still making his way up the ranks, I feel like. He, he played True. the husband, right? Uh, Well, so, yeah, yeah, Yaya was the, the husband, Cal, in the, in the show. Yeah, yeah, he deserved it. No, no, he got yeah. it. Also for Black Mirror. Also that dick, I mean. <laughs> that dick, my and, God. And now we have a 100% success rate for Emmy wins for Dr. Manhattan. Actors. I know, right? It's been a year. What the fuck, Rose? <laughs> well, unfortunately, now we can, I think we should roll with it because also the guy who won for Best Supporting Actor in a Drama was Billy Crudup for The Morning Show, which, okay, cool. Wait, Billy Crudup was Dr. Manhattan? Oh my god, what a twist. I've been calling Big it shock, I'm saying right? Crudup. Is it Crudup? I don't know. I've heard Crudup. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. But uh, it, I mean, it, it is Crudup. I, I will say that because I run a podcast in which a movie with him in it will be covered. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, but to be <laughs> fair, everyone said he's the best part of the morning show. So Subtle. good for him. Yeah. Um, he's the best part of most things he's in. He's great. Oh, yeah. Totally agree. But then Watchmen also won for cinematography for this extraordinary being, of course. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. It won for casting. Fantasy sci-fi costumes, sound mixing and sound editing, music, which awesome, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, and picture editing. Holy shit. It deserved yeah. everything. Oh, yeah. And the picture editing prize was for the uh, the, the Dr. Manhattan episode. So Yeah, I, I mean, I own the Blu-ray. That that speaks to how much I like the show. It's fucking Oh, I great. do, too. I have an wow. HBO subscription so I can watch it. <laughs> I have an HBO subscription, too. I still bought the Blu-ray. <laughs> Likewise. Uh, but yeah, good for Watchmen. I mean, that was really awesome for the win, and it was definitely one of the better things to come out on TV last year. So, absolutely. Now, yeah, your feelings the, on the finale aside. I'm just fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you mean the part where everyone else, the new characters, sit on the sidelines while the Dr. Manhattan and Osmandia save the day? Yeah, that was really. Uh, <laughs> well, it, it, it was always played as an anthology of stories, is the problem. Yeah, well, that, but that's the problem then. It's like, yeah, they did. Everyone else got a single episode leading up to that point, and then Ozymandias is, was the last one, and he's the one who saves the day at the end. So I'm just like, also, well, <laughs> you're right. But I also have mixed feelings about the terror of your baby squid rain, right? <laughs> which also oh, like, I oh, know. I kind of love that. You better watch out. Tons of people will die when we launch the baby squids, and I think. Three people died at the end of that show. Yeah, it turns out all you need is a plastic <laughs> lid and it'll totally protect you. But apparently it'll, it'll shoot car, through metal yeah. and glass to kill the main Asian lady in that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Last point, I was upset that we were all nail-biting and stressed out about whether or not, what was his name, Mirror Glass Face? What, what, oh, uh, Tim Blake character? Nelson? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Looking whether or not glass. he survived or not. And then it turned out, does it matter? No, he, he was just along for the ride for the rest of the show. You are watching <laughs> yeah. a David Lindelof show. What are you all demanding here? What's going on right now? Be happy for the ending you got. Wait, am I the only person I, I loved here it. who watched all of The Leftovers? I haven't finished it yet, no. I, I think no. so, yeah. I, well, I'm every time I watch get, it, so I get good. into a depression, and then I stop watching everything. I don't care everything. how depressed you are, Doggett. Come on. <laughs> I did actually. I, I watched a big chunk of season two with my wife as well, and I will say, International Assassin is a really good episode. That's a really great episode. So, 
season two is incredible all around. Oh yeah. But speaking no, but about again, shows during I mean, 2019. Getting... Yeah, but speaking about the Emmys, Rose, it's your turn now because Shit's Creek, yes, with with a C H, yeah. so I can say the, say the word. That won nine Emmys this year. Oh my God, I. I honestly did not expect it to get anything. I thought this was just going to be a last season consolation. Everybody gets nominated. Everything gets nominated from it. I, I, I expected at most maybe Catherine O'Hara would win. Not the entire cast. Not in everything that it is nominated for. I am so happy right now. So, so Schmidt's Creek. So Schitt's Creek. That's currently <laughs> the. Uh, that's currently the the show that white people are watching right now, right? Some white yes. people. Sure. Yes. Yes. <laughs> If you want to stay up on the white people lingo. Making sure. I know you guys are lost at the Friends. I know like that was a big moment of spiritual like learning about yourselves before <laughs> oh, you all this like is Friends. A, this is a way better show than Friends. This is two comedic geniuses. This is a legacy show. Now, I'm just saying that the one that you all watched together, like when some Seinfeld ended, Friends ended, you guys had nothing for a while. Yeah, I... I uh, How incredible is it, though? Yeah, no, I have not watched a father is yet, thanking so. his son for an opportunity and a win. That was beautiful. I know, and watching Dan Levy sitting in the back during all those exception speeches just looking like, like he was about to explode was so cute. And then when he started yeah. racking up wins himself, I was like, oh, my God, someone please give him a so hug. Cool. Quick question. Does this have Jason Biggs? <laughs> it's funny, too, because he was like, oh, I'm sure the internet will hate me for this because he's like, what? I think what? Altogether, he himself one let's see one two three separate emmys just for himself plus well plus lead series as well so yeah <laughs> wow I'm so uh yeah happy. He, he is the uh the phoebe waller bridge of this uh, this year so. <laughs> i i cannot yeah. wait to see where he goes from this it, it's so funny having seen him go from minor ntv correspondent to this multiple emmy, emmy winners and showrunner and just wow <laughs> and and also that skirt that he was rocking tonight is almost identical to what was already my favorite skirt in my closet so now it's like my super duper favorite good job babe <laughs> nice <laughs> that's awesome uh but then the other show that all white people are watching apparently is succession <laughs> <laughs> damn that was a great no, joke not wrong. that was a good joke i'll give it to uh-huh. you i watch it humor uh but yes that one it's, once... it's got white rap in it season two everyone should watch that episode even if you don't watch anything else yeah so now it's interesting uh because i know brad was also like oh succession's racking up stuff it's like yeah Shit's creek and succession were the were the shows that all the hollywood insiders were like this, these are the best shows ever kind of thing but yeah this one won for best drama series best actor in a drama for jeremy strong specifically not brian cox which uh do you think that's deserved brad I think Brian Cox is incredible, but I guess that's kind of obvious. Like, duh, Brad. <laughs> so I like that, you know, it didn't go to him because he's, he's got enough, right? Hey, he was the second best Hannibal Lecter. He deserves more. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is the question who's the first because I would argue it's either between Matt Nicholson or Anthony Hopkins. Oh, fuck. Never mind. He's the third best. Okay, there we go. I was going to say, I'm like, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I, I wasn't about to disrespect Sir Anthony Hopkins because Maz Mickelson is the best, unquestionable. All right, fair enough. Uh, but then <laughs> it also won for Best Directing, which, interesting, now everyone said that This Is Not For Fears was probably the best episode of the season, the ending episode. I, I think it's the ending one. But then the, guy, the director won for Fire Pink, which, do you know anything about that episode, Brad? No, I can't. Forget the names as soon as they're over. I'm so sorry. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I, that was just surprising where it's like, oh, Mark Mylod, who everyone said was going to be a shoo-in, was not the winner this time. But, oh well. Uh, 
But yeah, more for writing, guest actress in a drama series for Cherry Jones in the episode Turnhaven, uh, and then casting and editing as well. Which, that's a pretty solid little list there of, of wins. Yeah, yeah I, I need to cast. watch that show. I've had nothing but praise from any... Uh, I've heard nothing but praise from everybody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, also, another one of the major winners to, uh, for this whole ceremony, The Mandalorian! Woo! Yay! Woo! And, of course, it was all technical prizes, to be fair. But That's fine. The prizes... For best meme. <laughs> best Baby Yoda in a series. <laughs> but Best Baby Puppet. Baby Squid, runner-up. Uh, yeah, but then uh, it won for cinematography, which, you know, is... fun fact, the guy, the main guy who won for this, Greg Fraser, he is going to shoot Dune, which he already just did, and he's shooting the Batman right now, too. So Ooh. this guy's on a roll. <laughs> I got to well, say, people shoot at the and I, I think I said it either, like, was it, like, during one of the last Eye on the Prizes or during our kind of, like, virtual gathering, which will probably end up being this year. <laughs> um it's great to see people sort of unite on a Star Wars property, all feeling mostly positive about it. Oh, you, yeah. you said that on the last recording for Iron the Prize. Yeah. Okay. And I agree. I, <laughs> I yeah, that <laughs> I agree with past Nathan. It also won for production design, which of course, which is funny because it won for production design for sets that are mostly entirely backlit CG stuff, you know, based on the new production yeah. technology. So uh, well, that's the see. future, right? I guess so. Uh, Don't it also hope won, that it is. Yeah, it also won for music composition, which, of course, Ludwig Göransson, that guy, dominates. Uh, it won for sound mixing and editing. I forgot to add this on the list. It also won for special visual effects, which, of course, the visuals are amazing. And then it won for stunt coordination. Awesome. Nice. Uh, I'm yeah, glad yeah. that Ludwig is getting more love. I've always thought he'd been fantastic, even from his work early with Childish Gambino mm-hmm. and his work on Community and his outstanding work on Creed and Black Panther. I'm just oh, glad yeah. to see that guy get love. Yeah, and even his Tenet score was good for his mixes, I felt, about the movie. Oh, shit, he did do Tenet score. I yeah. will tell you guys how I feel about that in, like, two years when I finally watch it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know if you need it's to even fun. wait to watch that. Yeah. Perhaps you've already watched it. It's, Inversion. It's not fun to watch the travel. rise of one of the next big composers like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Totally. Uh, another multiple Emmy winner tonight was The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which, yeah, we, yeah. we all felt kind of mixed on this season, but. Vindication! <laughs> <laughs> it was almost exclusively technical prizes. They won for cinematography, sound mixing, supervision, uh, music supervision, and period costume. No, sorry, period yeah. makeup. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, it's those shit's all... creek, but it's a pretty amazing show. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty mixed on the way how you guys felt mixed about it because for some odd reason I'm on that review. <laughs> Did you watch it yet, Nate? Uh, I I've seen the first season. It's really good. Yeah, I mean the first two seasons are really good. Second, uh, this third season, fine, not great, it's pretty great, not bad. It's just it's okay. Yeah, I know you, you're the one dog, and you're the one who disagrees. <laughs> And obviously, I'm the correct one. Uh, uh, clearly not, because the academy, uh, yeah, the television academy, was not in love with this season in comparison. What are you gonna do? Shit's Creek's on the list. Watchmen's on the list. Come on, there's no, there's no beating these guys. <laughs> well, to be fair, now another one that surprisingly won a bunch too was Euphoria on HBO. So it won for best original music and lyrics for the song in the uh, "And Salt the Earth Behind You" episode. It won for contemporary makeup, which I've heard from. A lot of because my wife follows the makeup communities and that such, and apparently that was something everyone was talking about was how great the makeup is in this show. 
Yeah, uh, everybody's kind of got a weird makeup look, almost like they live in a Logan's Run society. Yeah, I saw the first episode and I said, too real. Too real. <laughs> but the she won- I'm impressed that Zendaya won best lead actress. That's what I was going to say, that the surprise win was Zendaya for lead actress. Yeah, and she was so happy. Like, what a joyful and jubilant, or jubilant uh, acceptance speech that was so fun to watch. Oh, yeah, yeah, she was so good. Yeah. Ray Seahorn got robbed, but it's okay. No, I know. Uh, Zendaya <laughs> is really good in that show. I really like that show. I just recently got done binging it. I do feel like it suffers from being very unrealistic, or I guess I wasn't doing high school right. Unrealistic? <laughs> Have yeah, you seen it, that it, show? Let's yeah, Doc, it always talks about seeing that show. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. like a half little over feed, the man. top some stuff including now correct me if i'm wrong i'm pretty sure i heard the story about how that one actor was drawn into like sexual depictions and that kind of stuff without his permission in one episode <laughs> i mean that doesn't shock me i just the entire show just felt like oh i'm gonna show you the reality of my very specific experience that everybody can relate to <laughs> to be fair nathan you grew up in kenosha well, no, Nathan, people relate to pain and not to the experience, and that's why we should share our pain so others can feel like they're not alone in it. Yeah, uh, yeah. but have you watched Euphoria, Bradley? I have not. <laughs> okay. What so was the most up. unrealistic part, Nathan? Kidding. Because you have controversial opinions about things. What is the most unrealistic <laughs> part? Ah, oh, man. Is Zendaya like a nerd in it? Because that would be silly. It's usually the after-party ragers that really get me. It's like almost every night everybody's getting so fucked up to the, at these elaborate-ass parties. It's like, okay, it's Wednesday night. We're going to have a fucking crazy party. All right, it's Thursday night. We're going to have a crazy fucking party. And after a while, I'm just like, am I the only high schooler who like you know occasionally went home and was like, Oh, maybe I'll, you know, do a little bit of homework and, uh, you know. You know, I was moderately popular in high school. I don't know. I'm really confused by it. Yes, you sound fucking boring. But, listeners, it's important to understand. <laughs> listeners, it's important to understand that, that Nathan watched Jurassic Park and was like, the dinosaurs are turning doorknobs? Nah. Not watching this movie. <laughs> We're not going to bring um, up the Jurassic Park thing again. No, I, We're done with that. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, son yeah. of a bitch. Get out of here. I think you, you have a valid point. I didn't party at all in high school either. You know, I mean, I was just the dude who would hang around and that's it. So I get you. I feel you. I feel what you're saying. I partied a decent amount because I was popular in high school, weirdly enough. You know, despite all of my life. Um, but yeah, no, it, it was just sort of, uh, it just felt so unrealistic to me. Well, it's all unrealistic well, compared to my experience because I did not. I was the antithesis of the party guy when I was in high school. Don't worry. You come <laughs> yeah, off to me go. as such a party animal, Justin. I love to Are party. You thinking, is I there just... not enough death from partying, or what, what's what's the real problem here with the show? Because it's a drama, right? There's always partying and dramas. It eh? it's very over the top with its uh, okay. sexual content and just everything about it. And I'm I'm no prude. It's just it it just. It's like, is everybody fucking everybody? Yeah, I, I feel the same way. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I, it looks gorgeous, but everything that I've heard about it, about the over-the-top sexuality, especially that it's teenagers, technically minors, I'm just like, eh. Yeah, just... I, I feel <laughs> iffy about that kind of stuff. I'm good. Yeah, 
and I, I guess I went into it thinking it was a show about like drug addiction, and I know a lot of friends who are addicted. But at the end of it, it's like, sure. Oh, this is a show just about how. Oh no! Fuck has, yourself! It's like, a show about addiction. Yeah. Well, sexual behavior towards another person without intimacy is also a very addictive thing. Yeah. I haven't seen the show. Why am I making these points? No, okay. Help, help me, Bradley. I'm bad at arguing. <laughs> Z- no, Zendaya no, no, is the youngest Emmy on. winner, correct? <laughs> let's move on. Yeah. we got a whole other b- bunch of stuff to talk about right now. <laughs> yes. um, okay, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, also a couple of surprise wins out of nowhere for limited series best supporting actress was Uzo Aduba from Mrs. America, which totally shocked me with that one. Yeah, I wasn't was shocked. Awesome. I loved this show. Yeah, this was one of my tens this year. Uh, Rose, you were on that review. What, what did you think? Uh, I was very, very happy by uh, Uzo's win. Mm-hmm. I was surprised, but not disappointed necessarily that it didn't get more wins because that was such a fantastic miniseries, as frustrating I as agree. it was in the end. Uh, but yeah, happy that it got some recognition and this one specifically that it got at that. Yeah. yeah. No, it won that. And then uh, for other supporting actors in a drama series, of course, Julie Gardner repeated again for Ozark, which... Hey, I mean, everyone seems to agree she's one of the best parts of the whole show, so. Yeah. Rocking uh, that Daisy Buchanan cosplay. <laughs> having been, was I the only person on the review for this one? I can't remember. Uh, I think how, I remember you all hated it, season three, no, and said no. it was time to end it because of how the ball was dropped. No, 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 not at all, actually. I found it to be their strongest season yet. Uh, Julia Garner is good. Um just obligatory, uh, Ray Sue Horn got robbed because she could also have qualified in that <laughs> yeah, category. I agree. But Okay, let me just say this. Agree. Better Call Saul won one award for Outstanding Short Form Comedy or Drama Series for the Kim Wexler training videos. There you go. One award for Better Hooray. Call Saul. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> it deserved it. Uh, but even more so, just on the subject of Ozark as a show, I felt like Tom Pelfrey got really robbed because his performance was one of the best ones I had seen of last year. Oh yeah. And which character is he? How does he relate to the cult family? He he is Laura Linney's brother who oh, okay. is diagnosed bipolar and he is Yeah. He has some insane scenes. I mean, you guys, if you don't watch Ozark, you probably might know him from uh the pilot of Iron Fist, because I know a lot of you didn't finish it. Because <laughs> you guys yeah. aren't masochists. Do you think maybe that's why he was robbed? They don't want to. They don't want that kind of stank on their award. Someone that was involved in our interest. <laughs> hey, man, I mean, people have won for being on terrible shows before. Don't worry. It. <laughs> he gives a once in a lifetime performance in that. That you like. If it were in a film, you'd just be like, "Oh shit, he's a front runner for best supporting actor." So I was kind of shocked to see that he was given nothing. Yeah, it's a bummer. But uh, also among some other multiple winners, I know you won't be happy about this one, Nathan, but Hollywood won two awards. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> now, to be fair, it's for the only stuff that people would actually care about that show, which is the hairstylings, which, you know, the hair always looks good in Ryan Murphy shows. Ryan it Murphy Absolutely. does it again. And then yeah. it also won for the original uh, main title theme music, which, to be fair, huh. that intro sequence is really, really good for Hollywood. So. Yeah. Better Call Saul got. Ro- I'm just kidding. Oh man. What a <laughs> okay. Kibosh on the on the Better Call Saul. Dang it. Then new. I, I do want to say that is a really fun review. Listening to you and Frank trying to find something positive in that show. <laughs> hey, Nathan, you don't see me complaining about uh, the Orville not getting any rewards. Nobody cares about the Orville. Everybody no, cares about the Orville. I do. I like that. I, show. I like the Orville. I like it too. A little bit of inside baseball. 
Hollywood, and then followed by uh, Doggett's Funniest Review. What, was it Outer Space, or what is that show called? Avenue 5? Oh, uh, Avenue 5? No, 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 no. Oh, the, the, uh, the Rick and Morty show. The right? Justin Roiland show. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> that is the drunkest I've ever been on a One of Us thing. That counts for the gatherings. <laughs> Mainly because I was trying to do back-to-back reviews, and every time we think we were finished with the Hollywood review, Frank would be like, oh, and just one more thing. And then it would be 12 <laughs> minutes later. And I was just one like, more oh. thing. Okay, Columbo. <laughs> okay. But uh, also a couple other uh, multiple winners. The Crown won for production design and costumes, which surprises nobody because that's always what the Crown does well. I need to watch that show still. It's It's pretty good. It's a very good show. It's for a very specific type of audience member. Like before, like, before anybody calls me out, it is not a white show. It is a Anglo. What's what's what is it? People are really into Anglo-Saxon. Anglo-Saxon. It's an Anglophile show. Yeah, Yeah, Anglophile. Yeah, very different. Very different. I mean, fair enough. Lauren Ball Dry and ass uh, shit. Vanessa Kirby came from that show, and oh my god, who the fuck, who who was in Unsane? God, why am I forgetting her name? Oh, yeah, her. man, Claire Foy. Yes, oh, yeah, yes. nailed it. Yeah, Claire uh, Foy she, got a huge she's great, career. And I really want to watch that show now. Yeah, yeah Claire Foy got really a huge launch career that the girls in the spider web almost completely shot down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. I'm mad that Claire Foy finally got the money she deserved for the crown, and then they replaced her the next year. Yeah. Typical Netflix. Well, and they're replacing uh, Olivia Coleman after the next season with uh, Imelda Staunton the next season. So. I mean, it does make sense to a certain degree. You can't it have does. the queen ages. beautiful Monarch Claire ages, Foy yeah. playing, you know, 50-something Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might be a bit of a... Str- I mean, although, to be fair, if they could cast Michael Fassbender as 60-year-old Magneto in the last X-Men movie... Oh, that's true. <laughs> oh, man. Don't even bring that up. <laughs> you know how many now, times we talked about X-Men <laughs> off-channel just getting upset about it? <laughs> I don't uh, want to have to stand Logan again. I really like that movie, and I don't think it's a controversial opinion. I never said I didn't... No. Di- I dislike yeah. Logan. I just don't think it's the best like X-Men it too. movie. <laughs> It's just first class is yeah. better. <laughs> Moving on to other that. shows that are nominated for Emmys, <laughs> yeah. Justin. Yeah, anyways, no, for other winners, actually, the outstanding TV movie this year, I know Brad will be happy, was Bad Education. Speaking of Logan. Yay. That's actually still in my top ten Man, for the year. did that not seem like a total zing? Because then also for Bad Education, I mean, on top of Bad Education, the winner for Best Actor was Mark Ruffalo for I Know This Must Be True, and Jimmy Kimmel just doing that singer like, well, we know who will win in a fight versus the Hulk and Wolverine, and I'm just like... Maybe not right now, dude. <laughs> I mean, yeah, also, I get it. It's comics. a fun, deep cut. Yeah, because Wolvie and Hulk fight all the time. Also, woo, Kenosha boy Mark Ruffalo got an award win. And he Yay. took up more time in his acceptance speech than any one of the acceptance speeches combined. Because, good gosh, he went on for like f- three minutes. Yeah, Maybe that's why that's, they never give it to thing. him. Yeah. He's Mark Ruffalo. He's, He's an issue. Uh, and him and his wife on the couch. Very cute. I believe the award show. Delicious. They have more control. That's a brilliant performance, by the way. They just turn way. off their mic. Yeah, He's no, a very generous scene partner with himself in that series. Yeah, literally <laughs> nobody got played off this entire show. There was no music, no nothing. Which was refreshing. It was nice to hear everyone get to say what they wanted to say. And it's funny because Kimball even looked at the audience at one point and said, "Don't complain about how long this show is. Go watch something else if you want to watch something." Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then also among some other winners, uh, like I mentioned off mic a little bit, Vikings won its very first Emmy for supporting visual effects this year. Hooray! 
Yay, my ex will be happy about it who I haven't talked to in years. <laughs> hey, so to be fair, uh, right after I found out about its win, I started watching Vikings. It's a really good show. Like, I totally recommend it to anybody. Like, if you have that Game of Thrones itch that the final season didn't scratch, I think you'd like Vikings. So, uh, let's... But there's no dragons in Vikings. But there's plenty of made-up fantasy. Uh, pretty much, Vikings is uh, fan fiction for Viking culture, <laughs> essentially. So if you like that... Okay. Yeah. Is there a sexy badass Leif Erikson? Yes. Because I'm on board. No, no, sorry. Leif Erikson's going to be in the new Viking series they're doing on Netflix. So. Mm. Okay. Well, if, okay. If you guys are looking for, like, dragon-based content, you guys should really, um, if you haven't seen Dragonheart, uh, then you haven't seen <laughs> Dragonheart. <laughs> now, here's an interesting <laughs> little... i uh, joke was stupid. <laughs> Was, that, was that Dennis Quaid and Sean Connery? <laughs> yeah, anyway. I was really disappointed with that movie as a kid. I was like eight. That was my favorite movie as a little kid. And then I realized it was horrible when I grew up. I saved really up money to it. buy the VHS. Aww. <laughs> it's okay. I've made bad purchases like that too. But <laughs> no, anyway. Uh, now here's some interesting inside baseball. So The Handmaid's Tale won for production design in a narrative contemporary program. But it's won... Four times in this category, even though there's only three seasons. I so, had to opt out of that show after a while. Yeah, I just... For season one? Yeah, I wasn't crazy about it. Now, here's the thing, though. because The reason why it did that is because technically season two hadn't completed finishing its... I mean, it hadn't finished its episodes when it released. So they Ooh. released the last, like, three episodes right after to qualify for the next year's Emmys. And then this season was for season three, technically. Mm. Which is... Kind of dubious, but oh well. <laughs> I, I, I always like the wins on technicalities. It's kind of fun. Yeah, that's. I just found that to be very interesting. But in terms of wins for animation, also, here's some fun stuff. Rick and Morty won again. Woo! For the best episode Yay. that season. Yeah, the Vat of Acid. Ap- what episode was it? Uh, Vat of Acid. Eh. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel the same uh, way. Okay. Yeah. I have a be with the good. majority, guys. Yeah. I haven't seen Emmy. that episode, so I don't know. Move on. Everything yeah, yeah. that moves it, who wins an Emmy deserves it. Well, here's something you'll be even more mad about, Brad, is that the one thing that we thought wouldn't win for the short-form animated program won, the Forky Asking Questions series. I know. Isn't that yeah, ridiculous? very sad. <laughs> I, hey, I'm Forky. Spend your parents' money. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I can only imagine you? they thought, they're like, hmm, do we want to give it to Robot Chicken or Steven Universe? <laughs> Robot chicken. Yeah, I would have been okay with anything Steven but Steven Universe. If they decided not to give out the award, I would have accepted <laughs> that over Forky. We, we have decided to I not give an award out. I Toy Story 4, but you guys already know how I feel about Toy Story movies. And Jurassic Park. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Enough of that. But anyway, uh, let's see. Stranger Things did walk away with one win this night for sound editing, which... To be fair, it has won this category three years in a row, or at least for every year it's been up. So, it sounds great. Yeah. Did you all like season three at all? I, I haven't uh, watched season three yet. I can't believe oh, I've wow. managed to be unspoiled of it. I, I didn't Lucky hate you. it, but I didn't like it as much as the first two. Wait, which show? Weren't you Was dressed season... as a character from Stranger Things for Halloween, Rose? <laughs> yes, from that Stranger Things. Season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. a great season. Yeah, I personally just a quick scoops. I just thought that this third season was a little bit of a boost up from season two, which I felt was a little meh myself. So right. Just, w- was season three better than the absolute worst episode of season two yes. that no one yes. will yes. be quiet about? Okay. We awesome. talk about awesome. that. It was a perfect summer, summer show that season. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, unfortunately, some more bad news for animation. I'm sorry, guys. Big Mouth won two Emmys this year. Yes! Uh, That's incredible. What, what are you was talking the... about? What was the non-Maya Rudolph win? So, Maya Rudolph won for best character voiceover performance for uh, the the hormone monster character she plays. It should have been Taika Waititi. Uh, Connie, Connie, the hormone Bradley, monster. Bradley, back me up here. Back me up here. Big Mouth's amazing. I, th- I think Maya Rudolph's character as the hormone monstrous is incredible. I quote her more than I'd like to admit. And the way she speaks through this character is beautiful. Speaks to all of us. The rest of the show, very crude, but I think Connie actually has something to say. And I like this win. Okay. Well, it also won for derivative interactive program for the Guide to Life online thing they did, which, okay. <laughs> I don't no know idea what that, that is. Is that yeah, award no a good thing? I guess. I You know, some of those <laughs> online award things, I was just like, I didn't know that was a category. Because also, Mr. Robot won an Emmy for that for the ARG experience they did for season four. Mm. Which I didn't know Mr. that was Robot's a thing. Mr. Robot's still on? It just finished. This was last season. So. ARGs still a thing? Apparently so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that happened. And then also for animation, something I was very happy about was the juried prizes, which we might have mentioned a little bit. But so they, these ones are not voted by the actual public. They're voted by a special committee within the animation division. Mm-hmm. And so they gave prizes out to Archer, first of all, for the... Yeah. Whoa! Totally cancer-free! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that one won for background animation. Uh, Cosmos also won an a- a animation prize for... Oh, I forget which category it was. <laughs> like the oh, um, space uh, Sorry, for, for character animation. Yeah, for some reason, Cosmos got that. And then also won for short-form nonfiction series. Which I, I didn't even know they were doing another season. It kind of came and went, it sounds like. So. Wait, Cosmos had another season? Yeah. No, it, it did a short-form series thing, so I guess so. Woof. But the one that made me super happy... Just like any Guinnatari Tedekarski thing lately, it won three prizes for Primal, the TV show yeah. they did. Did part two ever come out? No, not yet. It's, no, not yet. Yeah. Damn it. Not yet. Don't rush it. Everybody, just calm down. Okay. Don't rush part no, I two. I want to see something amazing. I, I know. I hope it comes that. out soon. But it won for uh, storyboard art and then art direction and character design, which, to be fair. Absolutely. All those were yeah. deserved. Absolutely. So... Oh, so good. Such a great... People, Mama T! It's on HBO now, or HBO uh, Max now, I think. Go watch it. Go oh, watch it. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. HBO Max oh, is kind of so coming nice. along. It's it, Yeah, Nathan, if you haven't seen it, it's it's five episodes. It's all, you know, hand-drawn animation. Well, I mean, technically with computers, but hand-drawn animation. Yeah. And there's not a single line of dialogue in the entire show, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. So, what? And it tells a better story than most shows with dialogue. There's some dialogue. There's... Oh, yeah. Oh. Damn, I am. I'm really sold. It's really good, Nathan. I would talk, and it's also one of the most violent. Know, car- yeah, I, I highly recommend it. It's also one of the most violent cartoons I've ever seen. Oh so, yeah, it's, it's not even dinosaur accurate. What, why has nobody like came to me? At eh, all? Not as much blood as Big Mouth. Dude, th- th- he literally punches <laughs> a dude in the last episode, and he exploded into a pile of bones <laughs> and blood. Yeah, yeah, and it's not dino accurate, so you don't have to be all angry. I just want you guys to know that I'm very picky when it comes to animation. So I think you're very picky when it comes to Oh, you're picky when it comes to animation. Okay, here's the thing. Nathan, do you like Samurai Jack? Yeah. Okay, then you'll like this. So <laughs> I haven't seen all of it, but you know. Did you, did you like the Clone War series? Uh which one? The, the, the original. The the 
The 2D? 2D? Oh, yeah, I love it. It's one of the best Star Wars things ever It's it's lush. It's gorgeous. Everything speaks through noise, sound, and movement. It's what animation is for. Well, Bradley, I I trust your opinion when it comes to most things, except for Planet of the Apes films, but that's another (laughs) discussion. Don't hold Jurassic Park against him. I would would recommend Gennady Tartofsky to write a Planet of the Apes animated short so we could see something brilliant. (laughs) I and I don't disagree with you. That's the only time I've ever heard you be right on. Planet See, Justin, of the Apes. who who's yeah, Justin agrees. <laughs> this guy, this guy creates life through motion of pictures. I mean, that's that's what you want to see. Mm. Like, where's this argument coming from? You hate dinosaurs? They're not real dinosaurs. They're just monsters. Anyway, can not, anyway, can moving we keep on. Dinosaurs off the conversation. Jesus Christ. Hey, he made All a right. good Adam Sandler movie. Give the guy a break. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, we also uh, just talking about some of the other guest actor wins. So surprisingly, guest actor in a drama series went to Ron Cephas Jones from This Is Us, which wow, I didn't know people were still watching This Is Us, but okay. Wasn't he a recurring character? No, he's uh, always I, been a guest actor in the show for some reason. Yeah, he was featured heavily in season one, but then his character died, and I guess he's been making uh, intermittent. <laughs> Death has never stopped anyone from coming back to This Is Us. You can't Death kill Peter Petrelli. To he's be too fair. powerful. Yeah, that that's the weirdest thing about. He was really good <laughs> on that show. I, I started watching it in he the was. beginning because I liked the cast and some some of his performances and some of the episodes actually made me tear up a little bit. So if he's still yeah, he, getting he awards for it, good for him. Yeah. yeah, This Is Us makes you tear up a lot in the first season. That's their job. The, this Is Us is all about you know twisting that knife and making people gush out some more tears. That's all they do throughout the show. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. But then the other two guest actor in a comedy wins. One was super, super deserved and totally obvious. It was Eddie Murphy because he won for Saturday Night Live. So, mm-hmm. which yeah. was totally deserved. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he that was great. He was funny in that episode. He was totally on his A game. It was really nice to see him back. The one that kind of surprised me though was uh, Maya Rudolph won also for Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Why does it surprise you for Maya Rudolph to win? She's so good. Am I just I like mean, a fanboy of Maya Rudolph? No, I love so Maya good. Rudolph. Although I, I think you love Maya Rudolph only slightly less than Paul Thomas Anderson. <laughs> well, they've been yeah, they're in a relationship, so you know. <laughs> but uh, that's the weird thing. I felt like she did a little bit better in The Good Place, which even though I wasn't crazy about this last season, The Good Place, she always was a standout in those se- in those seasons. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It, it just seemed like it was a very like pointed, like oh, she played Kamala Harris in this. It's like oh, okay, that's why. Cause... Oh yeah, yeah. For the uh, this will be timeless, eh? When you know you don't get to decide that Emmys. Mm-hmm. What is wrong with you? That has never stopped the Emmys before, and it will not stop them. <laughs> Yeah, but Senate Live, of course. Anything fully timeless? No, I'm kidding. Things are. I'm just. Well, Jurassic Park is timeless. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking god! (laughs) It doesn't even follow the comedy rule of thirds. Stop. That was was a good setup, though. That was just a good setup. No, it wasn't. (laughs) Anyway, but also Senate Live won for uh, uh, sketch series, lighting, production, and directing for a variety series. Which yeah, all the things they usually get. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah, Uh, but here they got it via Zoom calls. (laughs) <laughs> well there you go you've never done that before <laughs> but, exactly but something else that world. was something else that was unprecedented there was a tie in a category this year was there yeah so outstanding children's program was tied between we are the dream the kids of oakland mlk oratorial fest which okay you know that's uh <laughs> you, you know i've never heard of it so i just couldn't judge it but the other winner which i'm more happy about 
The Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance! Woo! I still haven't watched it yet. I feel really ashamed as a Dark Crystal fan. I'm just waiting to have enough pot to start that series. You, it's I don't really think good. actually I would I wouldn't recommend watching it inebriated because there's so much plot. Hey 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 Nathan hey Nathan you, you realize how this really dark show is called an outstanding children's program? A dude gets eaten alive in this show and it's a children's program. <laughs> it's from the '80s. You got to grave it on a curve. Hey, I consider all. I think every children's show slash family movie. <laughs> this may be an unpopular opinion. Should have some fear of death in it. That's why I love Rango. I mean, yeah, children are more willing to talk about death and ask questions about death than adults because oh, they're, agree. you know, ideally further away from it. Yeah. So. Exactly. Oh man! Rango Every time is also Bradley wakes up, he, he just has a group Rango. of children like staring at him, like, "What is death?" Bradley, I'm also really glad that you could analyze my love for Rango without analyzing me for once. Yeah, I, I apologize that I do that, man. <laughs> you know, my my eldest daughter. I don't have to pay though, for a therapist anymore. <laughs> speaking of death, real quick, my eldest daughter used to say, "This is how she used to say goodbye to me since she was four to about ten years old." Goodbye, Dad. I'll never forget you. Every time <laughs> I think wow. about death a lot. So. <laughs> wow. Wait, is it is it worse that she stopped saying it? No, I, I actually feel a lot safer driving a car now. I think this is a solid enough non sequitur. One day my little brother came up to me and he said, you know how I know Santa Claus is real? Because I know that God is real. And if Santa Claus isn't real, then God can't be real. And that just can't happen. And I was Jeez. like, oh, man. That, that's that heavy, is man. heavy. That's a heavy situation to put your older brother in. Wow. Yeah, I was. Good thing that I wasn't was me. Like, I would be like, oh, oh, I don't want to okay. burst your bubble, kid. <laughs> Wow. What's the next I'm just waiting thing, for Justin? the moment where my mom Jeez. asks me why Landon says that God is dead. I would have I would have punched <laughs> him to knock out a tooth so I could disprove another one. Oh my gosh. Anyways. Anyway, moving on from there. Uh, the only other major like you know narrative prizes that were announced. Let's see. I think Godfather of Harlem won for the outstanding main title sequence, which I've never seen it, so I can't really judge it. To be fair. I haven't either. What? It's a show on Epics think? with Forrest Whitaker where he's the lead role. Epics. Oh, I've never seen it. Why haven't it's I on FX? No, Epics. The that oh. is. Damn it! I was almost sold on this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's, I mean, I hear it's actually not bad, but yeah, that's just one of those ones where nobody has seen it. Uh, Blackish also won for hairstyling for that Hair Day episode, which nice. hey, good for them. Uh, then also, okay, here's some things. Quibi did it, it did end up winning a couple awards this night because okay. they had that show Free Rayshon that was on there and it won for actor and actress in a short form category with Lawrence Fishburne and Jasmine Cephas Jones keeping to the family there uh, also winning Emmys for that. Good for yeah. them. Quibi has a lot of good shows. Does it? Does it really? <laughs> yeah, there's one I want to watch right now where a kid's stranded inside his car during a snowstorm. You should probably relate to this, hmm. Justin. <laughs> Why would I relate to that? Don't you live in snow? <laughs> no, but boy, right now Boise is super freaking hot at the moment. Oh, I just assume you lived in a cold environment. Never mind. No, it gets cold in the winter. But <laughs> okay, anyway. It's, it's pretty cold up north. Idaho does have seasons, thank you. Yeah, there's seasons in Idaho. I live in Texas. I just assume every area has one continuous season all year long. <laughs> uh, like Star also- Wars logic. Well, actually, a nice segue there, because then the other Star Series star, Trek Picard, won for prosthetic makeup in a series. So, Hooray. Okay. Oh, shit, I yeah. gotta watch Star Trek Discovery. 
I, do uh, you really? Do you have to? <laughs> yeah, I gotta review it. <laughs> Don't bother. Yeah. I think uh, I think we're forgetting one of the I guess big winners. I mean, it wins every year. But last week tonight with John Oliver won Variety Talk Show and Picture. Oh, that editing. was a given. Although watching him cower as the uh, little pop-out Emmy box was like winding I, up. I guess was really funny. I love the show where we watch a, a British man slowly age. <laughs> <laughs> And That's the thing that we watch John Oliver for. <laughs> it was really weird seeing him in anything other than an immaculately tailored suit. <laughs> yeah, was he wearing it just like like track sweats or whatever kind of thing? Yeah, Liverpool sweatshirt. <laughs> uh, let's see. Also, One Day at a Time, that show won for picture editing for a comedy series, multi-camera, which, okay, I mean. What they, is yeah. that? It's that remake they did for One Day at a Time, but remade with um, uh, Latin, Latin X actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. I don't even know what One Day at a Time is. It's a it's, it's like a, a classic sitcom. TV show from way back yeah. in the day. The guy who did uh, oh, what were the other shows he did? Like uh, all and the it still plays out like like a sitcom. Yeah, there yeah. you go. And I'm yeah. not running a podcast on it. Yeah, we gotta do this. We gotta do <laughs> this now. Classic TV yeah, show, I'll man. I can, it. I can hook you up with that stuff. But anyway, God uh, damn it, one pot at a time. <laughs> one pot at a time and then most of the other like again narrative winners are all like te- technical stuff for you know freaking multi-camera shows that we don't watch like the ranch won a cinematography award zoe's extraordinary playlist won for choreography Hooray. you know that kind of stuff and rupaul's drag race won a, f- won a few awards too oh yeah rupaul drag race dominated which again no surprise there that it took away six emmys including outstanding host casting editing makeup hairstyling and program for competition. I mean, that, cool. that's one of the things where it's like, yeah, John Oliver will always win for uh, Variety Talk Show, and RuPaul will always win for competition series. Oh, it's yeah. Just, yeah. It's the glasses. Yeah. The power is all in the glasses. I, I'm pretty sure they start engraving <laughs> the statues as soon as the nominations are announced. <laughs> now, here's a few surprising ones for the nonfiction categories, though. So, Dave Chappelle's Sticks and Stones special won for Outstanding Writing, Directing, and Variety Special. It was great. Yeah. Which, but wasn't, uh, which isn't of the three one was that, it? Isn't that the one that pissed off everybody with the trans jokes? It's the least. Tri- uh, it's the one with the least like offensive gay jokes, I think. Oh, <laughs> did I, all of them have? I offensive guess jokes? I'm getting it mixed up with the other one that he did. The well, that's what, I'm trying to remember if that was the one that was that one or the one that he did recently. Uh, you know, that that's the one we that we talks about the car trip filled with L.A. Uh, with everybody in that group, right? I yeah. Think what, so. what was the one he did this year? That's well, I think he did both of those this year, didn't he? It just yeah, felt they're like both forever. from this year. It, All I know is like... I listened to a lot of comedian podcasts, and when that came out, nobody would shut the fuck up for a month. With like, oh yeah, oh, I Dave remember Chappelle's that. Back. Yeah. Oh, he's gonna do a new era of comedy. It's like, oh, okay, okay, we get it. <laughs> he's got amazing stage presence. He's amazing. Oh yeah, he's great. Not like uh, these other comedy comedians of age. Oh, so, okay, so the recent one he did was eight forty six. That TV special. That's yeah. the one. Oh, that's the one. That's the one everybody was talking yeah, about okay. for months. That's the one months. I really like. Yeah, so yeah. Th- this one was the one before that we offended the trans community. Was this but, the one where he's wearing the jumpsuit? Yes, I think so. Is it the one where he was calling Caitlyn Bruce and that's why everyone was angry? Yep, yep. Yeah. Like completely disrespecting the uh, transition of Didn't Bruce like into Caitlyn and et cetera. So, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Dave Chappelle doesn't really apologize for that stuff. You know, he just he says what he says. Well, he says he's sorry in the... In kind of a genuine way, he's like, oh, you're mad? Sorry. You know, and it's... <laughs> Sorry. It Sorry. is what it is, you know, and that's how I think... I wish Ricky Gervais would have went down Dave Chappelle's way of handling criticism. 
Because I used to like Ricky Gervais, but now he just seems like a crybaby. What do you mean? I'm not going to apologize for myself. Fuck you guys. You guys are all vapid. (laughs) Aren't you? Exactly. He was not wrong. Like, let the work stand for itself or, you know, whatever. Well, someone else Uh, probably You all his friends. Sorry. (laughs) Someone else who probably should apologize soon is that show Cheer on Netflix. The one about the Texas cheerleading team, which it won for unstructured reality program, directing, and picture editing for that. Now, I don't know, though, if you heard about the recent controversy. I mean, and yeah. award for best yeah, wolf in sheep's clothing. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because on top of the cuties controversy, what's going on, which I feel is completely deserved for that kind of stuff, because, oh, my goodness, the stuff that happened in that movie. Eh. But that, that's me personally. But then now the recent news that the lead guy from Cheer, or one of the lead guys, has been arrested for production of child pornography. Cool. See, the, yeah. the adults cool. were more of the leads and. This is just an well. Okay, the lead, one of the lead guys with the cheerleading team itself. Then yeah, but he wasn't even like obviously on the team, right? Like he 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 didn't really he wasn't like a like ta- that talented in it. He was like a guy on the sidelines who they get the right. concentrated like oh look how much the kids love him. It's like oh shit. Yeah, he was one of the guys who was promoted heavily in the marketing. So. Yeah, they could make a decision to edit him out completely if they wanted to with the technology they have, but they yeah. won't. And maybe that's the right call. I don't know. I don't run a streaming service that makes billions. It's unfortunate because oh, it really Netflix is documentary about this. It is a good docu series. We enjoyed watching it. It's insane. It's brutal. The dedication these kids have to this craft is admirable, and this just sucks that this piece of shit ruined it. You know? Yeah, I, I feel the same way. It's just it's such bad just to have that a one-two punch within weeks of each other for Netflix. I'm just and even like, and even worse. But he, he needs to be condemned to the fullest, and you know, please let justice happen. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm going to get my soapbox. Sorry. No, I, I agree, man. But uh, thankfully, something else good happened on Netflix is that The Last Dance won for documentary series. Yay. Woo. Oh, yay. Another award for Michael so Jordan. He doesn't have enough. <laughs> to be fair, the stuff I hear about The Last Dance is really good outside of the terrible mouth lip syncing things they did in that one scene. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched it. It's pretty good. Yeah, you saw that episode of Corridor Crew as well? Mm. I think my yeah, I think my only criticism was he only brings his kids in for one episode. It's about three minutes, and it's so they can both say they hate the Utah Jazz, and then that's it. <laughs> they didn't talk about Space Jam nearly enough. Right, exactly that too. <laughs> to be honest, Rose, nobody talks about Space Jam nearly enough. Did the show confirm that he punched Scottie Pippen? It didn't. No. It Damn. does seem that there, that was a bit of controversy that Scottie Pippen's connection with Jordan was kind of either downplayed or not contextualized properly. So mm. it's like, well, mm. Jordan says in it, there's no Michael Jordan without Scottie Pippen in episode one. So right away, it's like, whoa, where's this going? Because if it was me and I was as talented as Michael Jordan, I'd be the worst. I'd be like, <laughs> you better bask in my glory when I enter a room. But that's why I'm not talented at anything, because I'd be, like, the worst. Yeah. Well, then a few other things, too, just to wind down. I mean, we've talked enough about most of this stuff. But uh, also something interesting, I mean, speaking of that one day at a time, the other shows that were produced like that, All the Family Good Times, there was that live in front of a studio audience thing they did where they had the back-to-back episodes of that, and that one outstanding variety special, which was interesting it's it's yeah. like one of those where you get like, hey, you want to watch those episodes of that show, but you don't watch those old people doing that? Let's watch some new actors too. those <laughs> It's It was a little strange. Yeah, I mean, they got some of the best working actors 
in Hollywood today to fill those roles and I watched both of those um remake specials when they did them and it was just okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's the thing, it's like we all love Woody Harrelson, but Woody Harrelson is not Archie Bunker. No. You know? Yeah, it's just it's too hard to replace. It, it felt like me- watching community theater. <laughs> it kind of did, yeah. Which, uh, now something I bet you'll like, Rose, is that that uh, the Sandy Hook back to schools commercial yes. one for outstanding commercial. Which, yes, wow. I was happy Ooh. about that. Yeah, and then you know a few other ones: Carpool, uh, Carpool Karaoke one for outstanding short form series, which you know everyone likes. That it's one of those comfort food television shows, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the last thing I want to discuss is. Some of the stuff that I'm, I'm kind of not crazy about with, like, the rule, like, you know, exceptions and the, you know, those, those kind of things I was mentioning with The Handmaid's Tale. Because a couple of the documentary series winners or documentary film winners also competed in the Oscars. And yet they can still win Emmys. So I'm just <laughs> like, wait. Because Apollo 11, that uh, Apollo documentary series, or the Apollo documentary movie, won a bunch of technical prizes. And then the American Factory, which won Best Documentary this year, also won Best Directing at the Emmys. So I'm like... So I guess documentary should just get away because nobody cares about watching those programs. Like, I mean, in the sense of the Emmys and that stuff. Both really good programs as well. That is awkward, though. Well, but that's like, the thing. Is, like, they're, that... both, they're both really good programs, but that's like when they did the OJ Made in America and they edited it together yeah. into one series to make it compete for the Oscar. It's... Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of Emmy Jerry... What would you call Emmy gerrymandering, though? Uh, what, what do they call it? Award? No, no. Category fraud? or Yeah, that, I, I would say it's uh, I believe of... they call it cheating. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's kind of how I feel about it. I'm just like, look, I get it. You know, sometimes they view on television, sometimes they do this, but s- stick in a lane, man. One or the other. <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So, other than that, you know, Insecure won an award for editing, which, hey, nice to see that show getting recognized still. That's awesome. And yeah. then... The other major reality and nonfiction winners were Leia Ramini's Scientology special that she did, which... Yeah. Yeah, that's some freaky stuff. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, Queer Eye won for Structured Reality Show. And then, last but not least, the Apollo won for Outstanding Documentary Special, which, good for them. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's mm-hmm. kind of the, the gist of all the winners, unless there's anything I missed. No. Yeah. No, 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 I don't think so. I can see. Yeah, you know, really. that's kind of the thing, too, I want to say, that even with I'm Glad for the Shows that won, this Emmy was kind of, it kind of sucked the surprise of a lot of wins, because there were so many shows that just dominated their categories, from just like, oh, good, Watchmen won again, and you know, Shits Creek won again, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing like that. I don't know. I thought I had more of a point than that, but apparently not. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, it's just, it's how they go every year. You're You're just sort of like, oh... This show that the Emmys loves is going to win again. Like, Watchmen is a welcome surprise, but also it's been so hyped up that, like, if it didn't win, it'd be a considerable snub, which, I mean, the Emmys are good at. Better call Saul. Uh, and <laughs> it just, yeah, no, this just, this happens year by year. I mean, you look at all the shows that are actually some of the greatest shows ever, and sometimes they just get no Emmy love. I mean, look at The Wire. Yeah, not a single yeah. win. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and then Treme got ignored for years. That same from the same creator and a whole bunch of the shows. It's you know, and that's the thing too. Like you know, when everyone talks about like stuff with the Emmys or the Oscars, I get that these are not the end all be all for who's actually the best in anything. 
it's a democratically voted thing by a committee of specific people. But, you know, it's just for the fun of it. I, I like seeing these people yeah. compete. I, it's, it's like fantasy football. You know, it doesn't actually mean anything, but it's just kind of fun to do kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, art's subjective. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, I am 0-2 oh, yeah. in my fantasy football league right now, and I'm very sad. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you never strike me as a sports guy. That's a disappointment. <laughs> oh, Bradley watches sports all the time for the stuff I've talked to him with. So. Uh, I try to have as many interests as possible so I can talk to anybody without seeming incredibly socially awkward. It's hit and miss. You're a See, I just yeah. pick and choose my interests. I'm just like, eh, do I have to get into video games? Uh, you guys won't see me if I'm into those. Well, uh, we might as well segue to some promotional stuff because I am interested in video games and I have something that I'm going to promote kind of tangentially related to that. Because Mm. now you may have noticed that I've not been as frequent on one of us. Well, it's because I'm actually planning to launch my own podcast. So it's currently in production. We've recorded the first few episodes, but it's, well, the, the first of two podcasts we have planned right now is The Scores of a Lifetime, which it will launch probably at the time of recording another week or two. But essentially me and two other of my co-hosts, we talk about music in uh, film, TV, and video games. Specifically the scores and original compositions made for them. So it's really fun. It's, re- it's very much a deep dive for people who are just really interested in that kind of stuff. But maybe you might learn a few things about music work. Because actually it's Lorenzo who did the music for Screener Squad, I Am The Prize, and all that. He's my uh, co-host talking about all the technical stuff that I don't know for scoring. Hmm. Yeah. So uh, you'll hear more about when it actually debuts, and I'll de- definitely properly advertise it. But uh, anyone else got anything to promote? <laughs> Nathan? Uh, I, I have nothing <laughs> to promote except for Mission Impossible, my ah. podcast about the greatest Sunday morning TV show ever. <laughs> and everybody keep out an eye out for I Stand, the show about friendship and mob mentality. I also have to promote Better Call Saul Season 5, which was fantastic and was. should be watched despite what the Emmys will tell you. Okay, we get it, man. It's great. I agree. <laughs> Ugh, I just... Nah. <laughs> Anything from you, Rose? Uh, no, uh, aside from making uh, the you know occasional appearances on Screener Squad on One of Us and tooling around Children of the Toast on Facebook. Awesome. And then Bradley? No, nothing for me. I look forward to all three of your podcasts. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for your guys' support on this. Uh, well, Justin, there's only uh, there's only one way to play us off now. Oh, yeah? Uh, with... dun, 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 God damn We it. made that argument off, Mike. It doesn't mean anything to anyone else on this. <laughs> 